Hello there, this is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Welcome to the Sith West. And here we go. We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Who's scruffy looking? Less. I wanna buckle up, baby. Close. Smash you, King Tom. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? And of course, Randy. Change? Yeah. Big change. You've got your weekend geek covered. And you? You're on. The Sith List. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 308 of The Sith List. I am one of your hosts, Raj Dolachai, and my co-pilots for this evening, the young, the restless, the bearded one, Mr. Carlos Buarguayo. The man that I, Eric Struthers is on fire. I'm going to, I just dying of laughter and I don't know what, there's nothing in the private chat. Was there a text message out there that I don't know about? Eric, what's up, buddy? So I'm looking at the videos that you sent me just a little inside base while we we're trying to figure something out with these videos for Patreon. And I'm looking at the one that Raj sent me from last week mm-hmm. and I've got it open twice. And so I close the window and there it is again. And I'm like, nobody's voices are lining up. What the hell? <laughs> and then I finally realized, well, that's not the shirt I have on right now. <laughs> I couldn't get the right window. <laughs> Awesome. It took me a second. <laughs> I'm the tech guy too. That's good job, me. Hey, that's uh, not as bad as me yesterday. Real quick, I was watching the baseball game, the Angel game. They're showing a replay, so I had a drink in my hand. Walking backwards, all of a sudden, I eat shit backwards because the dishwasher was open, and I hit the dishwasher backwards. Fell onto the dishwasher and the spikes of the dishwasher. Luckily, they're you know they're rounded at the ends. Got me on the side. I flew. I bet the dishwasher thing. Uh, it was a, and I screamed out like a like a like a twelve year old, two year old boy. Ah! And Lorena came running in the room, and she saw me on top of the dishwasher. Tis tea. Yeah. Not not yeah. That's eat shit. You're welcome. Tis tea. All right. King Tom Shansky, king of all pods. How are you, buddy? I'm just here for the bitrate conversation. <laughs> Jesus. Les Gonzalez. What's up? Nothing much, man. Another Wednesday with you, fine gentlemen. Yes, yes. Uh, last but not least, Randy, what is going down? I love the bit rates, man. There's a lot of bits going on in this uh, show. They're all rated very low. Guys, thank you so much for checking out episode number 308. For the people on Patreon, I'm sorry you're watching this go down. But it's going to be a fun one, I have a feeling. We don't have a ton to talk about. It's a sad week because there's no Kenobi. You know what I mean? I, it was definitely a letdown. But we have other stuff. Like, it was a cool Miss Marvel episode out. And 
We have some Star Wars news we're going to get into. Uh, but before we do all of that, let me give out the uh, shenanigans real quick. Guys, check us out, SithList.com for all of our episodes, our YouTube episodes and merch, and also information about our Patreon for our Patreon members. Thank you so much for uh, supporting us and being a patron. And as you have known, we're putting out all kinds of cool stuff like exclusive content. Eric has this great Dear Abby thing called Ask Eric that was out. was phenomenal. King Tom and Randy have a Weezer episode out, which was great. I put something out with me and King Tom that I kept and stored away called The King and I. And then Les and I and Randy did a The Way We Was Chapter One, The Mall, which is already out, actually, by the time you'll hear this. So uh, we're putting stuff out. And then Boo, Les, and I are thinking about putting something out very, very soon. It's all kinds of cool stuff. And you can watch every episode visually for the good or bad of the show. But for like an episode like today, which we have a trailer trash, it's for the good. And when we do a, a Nabu, not this week, but when we do one, you can see how upset everybody is visually. <laughs> and that's probably the best part of Nabu. Okay. So, guys, how is everybody doing um, other than uh, me eating shit? Eric, I'll start with you. How you doing, buddy? Man, I am fantastic and awesome. I had two gigs this past weekend. You know, I've gone from playing none to having two in a row. And the craziest thing happened on Friday night playing this outdoor festival and uh, an inlay and the fifth fret of my guitar pops out. But even weirder than that is I play this white flying V and anybody who plays guitars know if you look down, there's little black dots that are your fret markers. There was a teeny tiny black bug crawling in a perfectly straight line from like fret marker to fret marker. <laughs> Oh, that's I'm looking true. down at the corner of my eye going, oh my God, it's like I never quit drinking. It was pretty <laughs> wild. Yeah, that's crazy. Boo, how you doing? I'm good. I just turned on my uh, ring light thing, so I'm currently blind, but uh, I'm good. I'm there good. Just go. hang out. Change those there. color settings. There Change we go. Change those colors, and there it is. Yeah, real professional. Yeah, you're looking so great. I'm doing good. Thank Love you. Love the towel behind you, too. It's, it's phenomenal. Oh, you like that? It's, it's hot. It's hot, and there's, <laughs> just, there's, there's sweat going that, on. Is that, to, is that to collect the sweat from your neck? It's it, it's fucking hot. If it, it, Not to show the Patreon member, well, everyone, let's put it here. My shirt is currently like a uh, not, like no. a uh, like a crop top, but oh, no, like where it's like no. above the nips. Nope, nope. So there's let's just not, enough that you yeah. know I have a shirt on. But I don't. Now, for the people that signed up for the OnlyFans tier, um, you get the exclusive. He has a camera pointing right at those two things. I think those yeah. uh, those uh, balonies, pieces of baloney. I think on his Boo chest plate. would win a, a have a body like Jack Black contest. Oh, oh yeah. Sure. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's your next Halloween costume, dude. That that you're Jack Black. <laughs> the next Halloween. that would be really good. Is there a Patreon tier where you can't see the video? It, it, yes, it, and you're Jack is. Black from Saving Silverman. So you're that wearing a, you're tier. wearing a, a cut off sleeve tank top above yes. the nips for sure. Bingo. We'll we'll know real quick when we go from the nine dollar tier to the three dollar tier. People don't want to watch us anymore. <laughs> That's for sure. Les, how you doing, man? Uh, like I said earlier, man, I'm doing okay. Glad to be here again. Enjoying hanging ourselves. in there. We all got ring lights now, so we're all stepping it up. Yeah, we're professional. <laughs> yes, that's right. And uh, Randy, my man, what is up? Nah, nothing much, man. I'm loving those ring lights, man. You guys are yeah, looking. Everybody's really stepping their game just up. Bright, not, not me. So bright. I not not it. King Tom. If you notice, King Tom looks like he's like a mile and a half away because his uh, his uh, camera died on him. Look My camera it. broke right before uh, I signed <laughs> on tonight, so 
I'm on the I'm on the old old webcam. Hey man, you're still mm. looking good, King Tom. God damn right. We're, and I tried to Randy, I tried to push our camera on to uh I can send him the link. Mm-hmm. And it looks like our camera, the price went down, so it's a perfect time to buy oh. King Tom. Yeah. Nice price. There you go. I'll take a look. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm glad everybody's doing great. Uh, I forgot to mention, by the way, email us at the Sithless at gmail.com and give us some some suggestions, some questions, some some stuff. We'd like to uh, to read it and maybe read it on air. That'd yeah, maybe cool. you guys have like a question for Eric's show. That'd be a good way. Yes, send it Eric's in. show. I I'm gonna, I think I'm going to put a question in there. We wanted to, so I want to devise some sort of methodology if people do want to send in questions where it could be uh, anonymous. Right. And here's the deal: you have my personal promise that I will not say your name if if you accidentally if I know it's you I will not say it if you ask me not to. So, but yeah, I'd like to be able to just get anonymous submissions. But it's a lot of fun, man. It's uh, just to let you know the very first the very first episode was. A classic Dear Abby from surprisingly not that long ago, considering how racy it is for for Dear Abby. It was a sixty year old, sixty one year old woman who recently uh, widowed, who had been approached by a thirty seven year old man that she's known for years about a friends with benefits sort of situation. And Ooh. the question was, should I or shouldn't I? Mm. And uh, if you want to know what I said, you guys know what I said. My God, you know me. But uh, if you want to know what I said, you got to subscribe to Patreon. There it is. I think awesome. we should give it, give the uh, show a subtitle. She called Ask Eric, the cool Christian. Oh, there it is. The cool. You know what? I'll take that, man. Yeah, no. <laughs> there was a lot happening in that episode. You're like, yeah, I'm Christian, but you know what? I'm pretty cool. Yeah. There's a lot of that going on. It wasn't my exact words, but <laughs> no, uh, no, no, no. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. Oh man. Well, thank you for putting that out there. And uh, what we did is did we did the way we was. We talked about we waxed. Uh, oh lord, chat room's going off here. Uh, we just we had a, a great time uh, flashing back to uh, our our youngin days at the mall, hanging out. Love and flashing back. Yeah, I did a lot of flashbacks, kind of like Richard Blade flashback. If you, for all you Southern Californians here, um, we did. Uh, we talked about Walden books. We talked about sharper images. What else did we talk about? Um, uh, there's there some about food courts. We talked food about courts, Clifton's. Clifton's. You did, yeah. Spencer's. Sp- we didn't actually talk about Spencer's. That, but that should be part two. Yeah. Spencer's Fred- has got to be part two. Fredericks of Hollywood. We had a great time. You know, uh, we could talk about this forever, but we had a great time talking about the old school mall and arcades and, and just, just a great time doing that. So check that out. Like I said before, um, guys, let's, uh, we're totally thrown off. Man. See, I'm glad the uh, people on Patreon can watch how thrown off we can get. Um, but they can't see the, the private chat, which no, is, they can't. They really which is can't. fortunate, which is very fortunate. <laughs> That's a word for it. <sighs> Box office guys. Let's just jump into it. Maverick back at number one, $30.5 million, $1 billion, guys, it's made worldwide. Tom Cruise, hey man, you still got it. Elvis, $30.5 million as well. It was a tie. And Jurassic World Dominion, 26.4. The Black Phone, 23.4. And Lightyear, 17.7. Elvis. Um, Boo, your parents went this weekend to Vegas. I mean, this week to Vegas, and they saw oh, it, yeah. and they loved it. 
Oh, okay, good. Yeah, so rave reviews from them. That's a Baz Lorman joint. Or Lorman, Lorman. Um, yeah, great director. Jurassic Park 6, by the way, $746 million worldwide. Um, I think it's still pretty damn good, man. <laughs> They're going to hit I a saw that movie. Oh, you saw it? Okay, yeah. hit us up. Yeah, so the family and I went to go see it last week, and... You know, my kid, Henry, he loves dinosaurs and loves Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World. And he was thrilled with the movie. My wife really, really enjoyed it, too. To me, I mean, I it was it was okay. The effects were great. There weren't any like crappy CGI moments or anything. A lot of Chris Pratt with his one hand out telling dinosaurs, whoa. Blue. Whoa. But yeah. uh, the action was good. The story moved along at a decent pace, but a lot of it was just like, okay, I get it. All right, that'll do. Uh, it was cool to see the the old school cast in there, though. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you about. To see was- Alan Grant. That guy has aged amazingly well. Yeah, he's. I could tell my wife was like, hello, Dr. Green. But uh, yeah, everybody, <laughs> it was really cool to see them all. And uh, I'm glad that they really gave all the characters sort of their own thing to do that. I think that was tough in an ensemble cast like this, especially with legacy characters that they've brought back in. Everybody had their thing. Nobody was just there to check a box. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard was the ass kicker in this thing. She did so well. And um, yeah, it was good. Even the, the little, the little, uh, the little girl, I was going to call her the clone girl. That feels mean. Maisie, uh, that actress, she did a really good job. Settle down of, of portraying her. So, uh, if you haven't seen it in the theater yet, wait for it to come out at home. That's my oh, personal okay. thing. So, yeah. What about for five bucks? For like, five bucks, like, I would go see it. Okay, because um, there's like a local movie theater on yeah. Tuesdays. They have it for five dollars, and I was like, I think that's right above, right up my alley. So that's mm. interesting. Here in the 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 town I live in, in Metro St. Louis area, they we they've got a mall who's that's been like every other mall in the world really struggling and they tore the end of it off and built a theater there and it's this little chain called ncg that i had never heard of before and uh when i was buying tickets online i'm like man all of these boxes are only like 50 seats that's pretty wild and you get in there and i mean yeah it's not the biggest screen in the world but all of the seats are luxury all of them in every one of their auditoriums and i'm talking about center aisle four seats on each side. It's like riding in a really wide plane because the seats are way bigger than on any plane you've been on. And uh, yeah, there's only 50 of them and they all recline and they, it's all great. And the price point was like 11 bucks per person. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. that's my wife's favorite dinosaur. <laughs> oh, I think we, uh, yeah. So yeah, luxury. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. But yeah, it was it was it was decent, man. And you know, it's cool for a town of this size to have have something like that. And it's it was really makes me want to go patronize a the movie theater. And they do something that's kind of cool too. And I don't know if this is becoming a trend, but the the concession counter is where you buy your tickets too. And so you just like go in and do it all at one time, one fell swoop, but they hand you a, uh, a bucket for your popcorn. 
and and a cup, you fill everything up yourself. If you can come and get a thousand pounds of popcorn during that movie, they don't care because they've they're smart and realize that popcorn is way cheaper than paying somebody to get you popcorn. Right. And That's so true. people will go in and just fill it up and fill it up on the way out the door That's too. So they smart. don't give a damn. That's so yeah. smart. I I, yeah, I always get a refill on my way out. Refill yeah. of popcorn and soda always. Do you, Do you get, get the, the butter refill? though? Oh, okay. Oh yeah. A spritz of butter on the way out because you don't want yes. it to, to soak a, all the way through. Botanical spritz. That's yeah, true. Compared to how much I put on for the popcorn during the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like a tenth. The, the, yeah. the great thing about doing it like this is that you've got the butter dispenser right there. So you can fill up your popcorn one third of the way, put butter in it. The oh. next third, butter. Last wow. third, butter. So, That's yeah. That's it key. is. It's really... Yeah. Clap, clap, clap. As a matter of fact, I'm just going to go get some popcorn. Uh, they also <laughs> have a thing, too, man. That's pretty great. You buy a bucket for the whole year, uh, a nice plastic one, and you can bring it back and get it filled up. How much? For, is that? Oh, that's super cool. cheap when you come back. Just like walk in with the garbage bag. Yeah. <laughs> just, just slap what is that like the Seven Eleven has a day where whatever bucket. container. Yeah. 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 It's pretty neat, man. If you guys get like with the free refills, I always get it in the beginning. So, because I don't want to leave the theater just in case I finish that right theater, you know. So, I always get, I ask for a box and I have them, I fill the box up and then I say, All right, legit ones will put the box right next to you. They'll say it right away. Like mm-hmm. when I, right, when my mom was alive and we would go to the movies, they would be like, Okay, hold on, you get in, a, you get a refill. And I'm like, Okay, and I go, No, 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 you get one right now. And they would, they pop the box open. Yeah, and that's the way to fill do it. it up, layer it, and be like, Here you guys go. You like, hack the yeah. uh, drink box, dude. Hell yeah, that's the way to do it. Oh, popcorn. Cool, man. What were we talking about other than movies? Did we already start? Oh, wait, this is the box office. Yeah. Yep. We're streamlining this thing tonight. This oh, is yeah. great. We're all in. Um, yeah, guys. Did, did you guys watch anything? Um, I, I watched. Okay. I'm up to date to Stranger Things. I'm so. not. I haven't even watched one episode of this oh, season. Shiza. Okay. It's well, my wife's fault. <laughs> Friday. <laughs> he throws Friday her under the bus. Yeah. I, I, oh, I blame God. Marina. For sure on that one, uh, but she she did say at the very end because she she was digging the season, but she's like she's thinking that it's been so repetitive from all the rest of the seasons, like the same kind of thing. And I told her absolutely not. This is like every season has its own style. They you know, the characters, shit yeah, bigger, yeah. Every right. episode is powers. three hours long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. This this season, that's true, um, but. The end, I, I thought, I'm not going to spoil anything for you, Eric, but I thought this cliffhanger ending and the way they wrapped up the story and kind of like told you how the big bad became the big bad was really cool. I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting it at all. Mm-hmm. And well done. Mm-hmm. Well done. I can't wait till uh, tomorrow, right? I was about to say, yeah, we got like two more days Friday. before the, the right. final Friday. deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, so excited about that. And obviously, Miss Marvel, we'll talk about that a little bit later. That was cool, and I think that's all I've really watched. I'm going to start The Boys because, man, I've been hearing such great things about the season. Good so I'm going to start that, and we might be doing reactions to that. And I found out, Eric, um, Randy, that it comes out on midnight on Thursday night. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, so that we might be able to do something like that. Um, yeah, The Boys has been really good. And this I, I'm all, I caught up with the episode five today, mm. and <laughs> – Dang is what I've got to say. What is that one called? Everybody's talking about it. Is that Herogasm? Herogasm. That's right. That's right. Hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty good episode. Yeah. 
I really like that. I, I think they uh, they toned it down a little bit because I, I mean, I assume you kind of had to with what was going uh, on in the book, but it was still yeah, pretty apparently pretty yeah. wild. <laughs> the, one of the best lines, and listen, this isn't going to give any any of the plot away, right. um, but he's he's like it's it's a it's an orgy for the soups for this the he, the people with powers and anyway they show up and uh huey's there and his power that he's developed is teleportation and he's but he did his clothes all disappear or fall off when it happens and so he's walking around in there naked already which is great and some guy comes up and put his hand on his shoulder and he goes oh that's really sweet but my butthole needs a break oh <laughs> oh my god yeah well, good, well, good on him pretty great yeah, that's uh, that all the OGs are naked. By the way, all the OG the, boys, superheroes, they're all naked. Every single uh, one. No, yeah. they didn't. I mean, it was it okay. was a lot of your B squad there. Ah, okay. All right, that's okay. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna read this real quick, guys, uh, before we go because I think it has more to do with pop culture or anything. This is from Andy. What's up, studs? As we're not getting any younger, do you guys find yourselves being more picky with the content you consume? For instance. <laughs> I used to listen to this Star Wars podcast. Hold on, I'm going to stop you right there. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> Never mind. Which I won't name. That would be just tra- that just trashes the new stuff. It got so old, I had to stop listening. It seriously brought me down and never excited me for Star Wars shit to come down to come. Do you guys find yourselves doing the same thing, or do you want to listen to critical stuff to kind of hear the other side? Hmm. Just curious really how you guys question. are about that sort of stuff. Yeah, it is a great question. Any, anyway, stay safe and keep everything coming up, Struthers. Um, and sincerely, Darth Bane's receptionist. Anyway. <laughs> um, great question. Huh. So uh, I, yeah. I'm going to take a stab at this, if that's please. okay. Yeah, please. Uh, the amount of time I have to, to consume certain things has diminished greatly over the last few years, especially podcasts. It's been one of the toughest ones. I used to have a rotation of like 12 that I, that I would listen to without fail every week. Me too. And I just, I can't commit to that now nowadays. So there's a lot of shows that I'll still listen to, like say the first 20 minutes of, but I've gotten to where for me, it's all about, do I enjoy this? And enjoyment doesn't necessarily mean I'm happy. It just means, dude, am I getting something from this? Are you and engaged? If the answer is, kind of yeah, thing. am I engaged? And if the answer is no, because listen, I've got enough real world stuff to make me mad. And if something does make me mad or annoy me, I, everybody's entitled to their opinion. But like whenever something is just literally about, hey, here's something I'm going to, I can get riled up about. And that's the whole slant of the show. No, thanks because I don't have time for it. What I want to do is consume stuff. That's going to challenge me, uh, entertain me. And, and sometimes honestly, just something lighthearted to pass the time. That's, that's what I'm looking for. Not, I've got enough things to get frustrated about. I'm not one to listen to something where I'm going to yell at the TV and just, Look, I got, I got a 10-year-old kid who talks to me like I'm an idiot. I don't need to get mad at, the, at a TV <laughs> show, you know. So, yeah, I would say it's been a big difference. But just because my time is, uh, it's a lot, I've realized it's a lot more precious. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you, Eric. I, for me, 
I already have all my sports teams disappointing me and putting me through depression. So I don't need to be listening to something that I love, uh, uh, subject matter about something I love, like let's just say Star Wars or anything else like that. And that make me depressed too. So I, I, my, my thing is I, if I listen to some, if I listen to a podcast and I feel like I could hang out with these people and like go get pizza and a drink with them, um, I usually stick around and listen to their podcast um, for the long haul. Um, and that's my marker. Like, do I enjoy listening? Uh, so right. I was ha- having a conversation with a friend of mine. And one of the things that came up that specifically, as I said, as I've gotten older, one of the things I found is that being around people who are negative constantly is exhausting. It really is. And it's, it's, that's a headspace that you can intentionally avoid if yeah. you want. And because you, the only thing you can do to control your environment is control your reaction to it. Ultimately, that's that's like your final step of ultimate control. And it, one of the best ways to do that is just don't get sucked in. And uh, hanging around people who are constantly negative is something I've stopped doing because I I can't. I can't make time for it. And so I'm not going right. to g- consume things that are constantly negative. I don't mind valid criticism. I don't mind critical thinking. I don't mind, like I said, being challenged. But when it's just, uh, I feel like I'm going to throw up. Um, booze, there's a tornado <laughs> over there. <laughs> oh, my um, God. Thank God I was looking at my phone. Yeah. And I didn't it's see like what Auntie just M, Auntie M. <laughs> Boo, oh, Boo's no. back. What? Boo's back. What and the he's hell going, just happened? And he's like, and came Tom, you were there in a Raj, you were there. Oh god. That's a wizard. Think we saw Boo's feet. That's a picture of yes. Yes, we did. Oh, I thought that when we were watching the Hobbit. (laughs) (laughs) There won't be a shot, Mary. My my camera fell off the back of my laptop, so I'm like, <laughs> Shit! I'm like, well, there you go, page. That's why you pay the extra. I just had to see. I'm, I'm in the recliner, so thank God it like oh. lands on my legs. But I'm just like, I have to reach behind my laptop. I'm I'm very sorry, Eric. You were going on a on a roll, and I, I apologize. No, I no, you're it. okay. Did not anticipate. You should apologize to the patrons that are watching us. Yeah, you know oh, they liked it. Dear Lord, that was <laughs> you know, awesome. Into it. That yeah, was. Yeah. There needs to be an external camera shot of Boo going. And try to struggle like, to reach for it. Dude. Should see my face. He's just like tumbling down into between his feet. I thought he was fucking around. I thought he was just like sitting there with the camera, just like. Check this out. Me. I apologize, man, man. You know you okay, gotta kind of uh, be open to other things too. I don't understand why people would, mm-hmm. would do that whole like trash the new stuff. That's all we're gonna be getting is new stuff. In all honesty, you got to be open to all of it or at the bare minimum ready to accept most of it. Uh, it's it's just a thing. Me being a comic fan and as a kid wishing for all these things to be created in live action and how would it look. I'm looking forward to this kind of stuff. Even if it's stuff that I don't know anything about, man. I'm watching Miss Marvel. It's like I know nothing about it. I didn't read any of the books, none of that stuff. But I'm like. I'm enjoying the show. Mm-hmm. I look forward to it. It's actually really good. It's a solid show. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Stranger Things has just enough. It, it does the whole nostalgia thing, but it's still got that new. It's obviously got all the new stuff going for it. So it's like 
you just got to be ready for those things. And yeah, even listening to podcasts, you just, if, if it's not engaging me, it's not making me think, or if it's not getting my juices going in a certain way, then yeah, you know, you can walk away from it, but I don't see the need for, for people to trash anything new and just say, you know, like, who's that one guy, uh, King Tom comic book guy, uh, Rob Liefeld. Liefeld. He's always like, yeah, man, none of this new stuff is cool, man. Where it's at is 1990s. And you're just like. (laughs) Well, I don't mind. Again, I'm not trying. I'm not going to speak for everyone here, but I don't (laughs) mind people trashing something if they don't. Oh, if it's not good, it's not good. No, no, not even even that. Like if I like something and you trash it, that's fine. But if it's becoming a routine thing every single That's the point. Yes, that's the point. It's you know, like thing that's out that you're making it a routine that. to trash right. everything that's out just to trash it, then then I just don't have time for you. But yeah, you can definitely not like something. That that's uh Well, of course, yeah, no, you can totally not like something, but what it really comes down to whether it happens all the time or here and there is whether the argument itself is disingenuous or not. And what you find more often not a lot of people who are making disingenuous arguments about the things they hate. And really what it comes down to is like, when you like watch Miss Marvel, Miss Marvel is not going to change my world, but it's a fucking TV show, man. It's not supposed to change your world. None of these shows we've ever watched are supposed to change your world. They're just fucking escapism. That's all it is. So, like, I want to be the I want to hear the devil's advocate argument and and accept the fact that I don't know things. I don't know everything. I have opinions, but I want to hear a counter argument that's well put together. It comes from a genuine spot to see if I actually believe what I fucking believe. But when people are just making up these fake bullshit arguments just to either get monetization money or. Or just be part of the bandwagon or just because they're plain fucking stupid and they can't come yeah. up with a fucking argument. So they just latch onto what the big thing that everyone else is talking about. Mm-hmm. It's no uh, it's no coincidence that you hear the same talking points on so many of these uh, arguments where they trash stuff. Yeah, and I, that's yeah, true. I, I, but yeah, I, uh, to kind of answer the actual point of the question, yeah, I, I – really don't have time for podcasts. There's lots of great TV shows, but can't watch all the TV. There's not enough time. I just look for things that, you know, interest me and fucking I have time for, and that open my mind to a different uh, perspective without putting me in a bad place as an empath. (laughs) I, I do tend to stay in the same lane when it comes to new things and where I, you know, I, I watch new Marvel stuff, new star Wars stuff but a lot of times I'd rather watch something old, whether it's on my own or with my kids, something old I've already seen, than go out of that lane. And and I do think I, I much prefer I, I don't want unbridled positivity or positive like forced positivity. You know, I don't mind criticism, but I think we're at a point because we've had the, the internet's been around for more than 25 years, social media more than 10, and now we're able to, to we understand what all this, what all the negativity does. We understand negativity gets views. It get it, you know, the algorithm tends towards negativity and, and people empathize with that more. But I think we're, you know, our way of communicating online is more mature than it was earlier. And now a big trend is to realize that it's okay to say something isn't for me or, you know, I like, these parts of Star Wars, but that 
It's it's not for me. It's for other people. And and I think that's a much better way of handling, at least for the things that that are within the realms of one, the realm of one's interest. That's a much better way of handling the things that you don't like than, than being negative about it. Totally. My big yeah. thing, my, my big thing is, is you can complain, go ahead and complain, but don't just bitch, have a counterpoint, have a solution, have, I would do this differently. Don't just complain. We all can complain. But if, if you're going to think about it and not just bitch and moan, that's what I want to hear is, well, I would have much rather had this, or I think they should have gone this route, or maybe this character should have been written differently, or, or they should have gone a completely different you know direction all the way you know into left field or something i'm fine with that if if you're gonna complain go for it we all have complaints nothing's perfect but don't just sit there and say it sucks and then just sit on your thumbs you know come on you know right what like, we, i would yeah that okay great what else you got yeah. you know yeah. you just gonna bitch and moan and also sound quality if if it doesn't sound good i'm out instantly I don't care what it is if it doesn't yeah, sound good. I, I I hate to be you know it, it could be the greatest podcast something I was super interested in, but if it sounds like crap, I'm out. Sorry. So yeah, that's true. I mean, the only thing that I would listen to if it was something negative every single day, like hardcore negative about these motherfuckers, <laughs> the GoBots, I would fucking watch it and listen to si- it all. Sign me time. up. Sign exactly. So, thanks, Andy. Appreciate that uh, question. Go it was a great bus. question, by the way. Great question. Yeah, and like one last thing, and Andy, yeah, this I do dig this. One of the things that I would say is whenever it becomes a constant, like let's say, like our friends over at the Cantabite Dispatch, they didn't particularly care for Kenobi, but their commentary on it was funny, and mm-hmm. and they they have valid points. But what their show isn't about is this vitriol from the second <laughs> they get done with introductions. Right. Because my thing is, is once I've decided something isn't for me. I quit consuming it uh, rather than continue. Like if I w- was or were a person who hated everything that, that Disney has done with Lucasfilm, I would just stop consuming it because all yeah, it does makes is no sense. get on my nerves. Well, and I'm right. that same way with, with content that's like that too, is that I've realized this just not my thing and I'll stop listening to stuff. That's just like blind anger and whatnot. This is, I, I don't have time for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of this is a, like a, a perspective dictates reality kind of thing. Like if you are going to go it from it, from the lens that you just want to like be fucking miserable about everything, you're going to see everything like that. If you (laughs) come into stuff with a perspective of a little bit of optimism, you might be, it's easier to enjoy things. I just perspective, man. So I'm sorry. I don't mean to just keep taking this off a tangent. On Sunday mornings, you know, I work at a church. There it is. Garage. But on Sunday mornings, I got to get up super early. And a lot of times I'm coming in from gigs and I've had three hours of sleep. And but when somebody asks me, hey, how are you doing this morning? I always say awesome and great. Yeah. Awesome and great. And I never bitch about being tired and I never let on that I'm tired. I don't. It's nobody's problem but my own. And the thing is, my wife asked me once, how do you do that to go in literally two and a half hours of sleep and be congenial and there for everybody else and all this stuff? And my answer is because I decide to. Yeah. See, that's the way mm-hmm. to do it. Because I decide right. to. And you know what? 
it's so much easier mentally to to do that. It's oh man, it does wonders for the soul. Yeah, man. Like last night we recorded. I, I woke up. I mean, went to bed at three in the morning. Woke up at seven in the morning. Saw my, the first person at work, and all I all I looked them in the face and just went, "Fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you." Who's Nick? And I decided to do that. Guys, we're going to talk a little Star Wars. Thrawn, fuck you. Greetings. This is Grand Admiral Thrawn aboard the ISS Chimera. You are currently listening to the Sith List. I know a great deal about you because of this artistic choice. May warrior's fortune smile upon your efforts. First of all, I want to retract the fuck you to Thrawn because I love Thrawn. Okay. That I felt bad. I felt brutal. bad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm not listening to this show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, we Sorry. don't have Kenobi. We've, we watched all the episodes and admittedly, that's a bummer because I would love to have more Henry and I were actually talking about that. Mm. But what we do have is the Kenobi official soundtrack on all your major music outlets. And it is quite good. I It really stands alone without the visual of the show. I've enjoyed listening to it. It uh, is really cool to listen to how cues by Natalie Holt borrowed from John Williams, Obi-Wan theme in there, little, little pieces of movements from it. And I didn't realize this, but there's another composer with pieces in the soundtrack named William Ross. And his work's very good. I very much enjoy it. It's totally worth a listen. It's on Spotify, Apple music, and so on and so on. And one thing I've been trying to figure out is some of it, I suspect as opposed to being an actual orchestra and a scoring session recording that it's um, off software synthesizers, meaning that they've scored it on, uh, you know, some digital platform and then use synthesizers to play that back. Which is super common, man. When you listen to like John Powell, he really engages with the, his fans on the official John Powell Facebook page. And he had a rendering of uh, one of the pieces from Solo in that format with the software synthesizers. And the difference between that and actual orchestra is I can pick it up, but, but it's really pretty damn good. But us normal folk couldn't. Yeah, and so I think some of it's like that, especially when you hear there's some more like electronica in it, okay. in along with the strings. But it's super, super good. Uh, definitely give it a listen. But oh, go on. No, no, I was just gonna say I love the music. I know I got shit. I got a lot of shit, but the music stood out a couple times to me, big time. Um, some of those scenes, and I think I pointed it out because I was like, damn this. The music the score is yeah. great. So I yeah. have no problems with it. But. It's really good. And the yeah. way I like about this soundtrack is that it's um, cue based. And what I mean by that is, is some of your tracks are, you know, sub two minutes. They're oh. it's they're not like a giant. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a pop arrangement. That's what they mm. refer to orchestral arrangements where they're for for performance. Like across the stars. 
Well, I mean, th- th- what I'm saying though is, is that they'll make these. They call them a night at the pops, and they, they'll oh, but it'll oh, be yeah, an orchestra, yeah, yeah. and they arrange these songs so that they're long, so, so that yeah, they're a uh, uh, performance length, as opposed right. to here it was the 90 seconds you heard in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's really cool, man. It's really, really good. Some standouts for me are like Days of Alderaan is good. The Journey Begins, which is William Ross, that's really, really good. Um, anyway, give it a listen. All right. This Obi-Wan theme by John Williams is so good. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so good, man. The and the the orchestration. There's a composers use orchestrators to help them get the layering correct because you can write melodies all day, but which instrument should be playing it for maximum impact? Brass versus strings versus whatever. Uh, and the use of horns in that, and that da, 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 in that part, this is so good. But anyhow, anyhow, speaking of John Williams, he was talking uh, this week about how the score for Indy 5 is likely going to be his final movie score. Oh. And let's face it, we all expect it, but it's still hearing it out loud. It's like, oh, the end of an era. Because honestly, <laughs> I'd be hard pressed to think of somebody whose work I enjoyed as much and who was as prolific in writing super memorable pieces. There's a lot of prolific film scores out there, but John Williams and all the stuff, Superman, E.T., Harry Potter, uh, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, uh, Close Encounters, all of these things. Schindler's List, Home Alone, Jaws, Superman, the Olympic theme that people, some people don't even realize is him. Uh, That you think about the Olympics, that's, that is John Williams. I didn't know he did Home Alone. He he did Home Alone, yeah. Yeah, the first two, the first one. first, First one, yeah. Um, yep. Yep. I mean, he's a national treasure and people don't realize how important he is to not just like us where we're nerds, you know, we're geeks, but you know, the Jaws theme has, it, it's like, he's like a pop culture icon that, that once you, you, he's gone, God forbid that he, you know, hopefully he lives another 10, 15 years, whatever. But when he's gone, that's when people are going to realize, oh, my God. They're going to go to his IMDb. They're going to look at his list of movies that he's done and just be like, it's crazy. Crazy. The David W. Collins, and you know, I talk about him all the time, his soundtrack show podcast is tremendous. And, I mean, so many of the episodes are great. One of the things he talks about is uh, a lot of John Williams movies, specifically because he has some of the most amazing soundtracks. And his breakdown of the Jaws soundtrack and how the music not only saved that film when they had problems with the mechanical shark, but also um, helped tell the story. Like, it, there's one part where he talks about how there's this major chord in the treble over a minor chord in the bass at the same time. And like, technically when you say it out loud, if you're a music theory nerd, it shouldn't work, but it perfectly conveys what's going on in the movie at the time, which is, you know, everybody's on the beach having a good time because it's the uh, 4th of July weekend, but you know, there's this danger in the water kind of thing. It's really, really, really good. 
But yeah, John Williams, thank you. I know you're listening to this show. And uh, yes, we, first of all, thank you for will. being a patron. We saw your nine dollar subscription. Yeah, thank you, man. Man, thank oh man. You. Uh, <laughs> we while we're talking about Obi Wan, so uh, it was apparently originally pitched as a trilogy of movies for the big screen, and I it was saw that today. The, the performance of Solo at the box office, which. Uh, really kind of put the kibosh on this. And I'm looking at this at variety.com and it was an interview with a screenwriter named uh, Stuart Beatty. And he has uh, writing credits on several Obi-Wan episodes, but he told that the original interview was with the direct that he didn't have anything to do with the series. It was because it was carried over from the, the draft of the, the mm-hmm. uh, first movie for the trilogy. And it's a kind of an interesting read. He talks about how, what was in the first, in this season of Obi-Wan was what the first movie would have been in a trilogy. Yeah. And it ultimately, I got to tell you, I'm glad they did it the way they did. I'm, I, I mean, would a movie have been great? Sure. But there's something about getting it pieced out to us like this over the course of five weeks and being able to stretch out and focus on characters. Because you imagine, think about what I just said. All of this season would have been condensed into two and a half hours hours at most. And you can forget developing characters to where you're in love with them like Tala. You, you don't have time for that when you've got to move the story from here to here. You could have introduced her and had her go, Roken maybe, but it would be too easy mm-hmm. to just throw those away along the way. Hmm. But, but when you can stretch out and spend a little more time, and I'm, I mean, ultimately, it wasn't a ton more time because some of the episodes were only if you take the credits off, we're 38 minutes long, Yeah, but but it still gave you more time. And ultimately that's what we wanted out of this. This is, this is a really good debate because I'm with you, Eric. Like I've always said, I'd rather have six episodes than a movie, but can you imagine the scenes that we saw on an IMAX or a big screen? I know some of our Australian friends got to do that, but can you imagine that that would have been, the first of three trilogies and how excited we would have been in the movie theater and how re uh, just en- energized we would be after we got out of that movie theater, seeing Ewan on screen doing the things he did on this, on this show, but on, a, on the silver screen, that would have been pretty fucking cool, man. And, and who knows where, how big this thing would have really gotten because the word of mouth would have came through. Well, it's King Tom, let me throw this at you. Do you think, and what I want you to think about specifically is in the episode or part six, that's what they referred to him as, is part six, it, when Obi-Wan and Vader, the confrontation on whatever uh, name planet that was, I, don't, I can't remember if they ever said the name, would that have had the same payoff if you'd only had 90 minutes or so of development up front to get to that point. I don't think so because you really saw Obi-Wan, especially in those 
earlier episodes, you know, he went through the ringer and you saw why he was the way he was. And then the little subtle moments, you know, when, when Tala sacrificed herself, when uh, Leia held his hand, everything after that, the, the way he came back, I don't know that it, it would have had, um, the emotional impact. And, and another thing, and I know this isn't exactly what you asked, but the, the way it was done, having something on a smaller screen tends to hide more of its flaws. And mm. that scene, I, I absolutely loved the fight, but at the same time, having it be at a, at a dark time and everything was blue, gray, black, um, it, it tended to, to, to all it, it didn't look as good as it could have were it done middle of the day or, so, or were it time during the middle of the day. Gosh. I think something like that, again, if they were doing it for a big budget movie, they probably would have done it a little bit different. But if you were to take I would be curious to see what the people who saw it in IMAX thought specific, yeah, specifically of point. that and the other great nighttime point. scenes, because. I don't think that would have looked as good. Wow. OK, yeah, that's a good point. Let us know, please. Well, let me, where was I going with this? So Randy, you're really hip to this sort of thing. When I, I personally don't think you could have dedicated the time that the show did to show the desolation of like Obi-Wan's life and his thought process by, I think they would have had to smash that down if it was in a movie because you've got to fit all this other stuff in showing him making two different trips out to the, the uh, meat processing area and stuff to really drive home the fact that he has resigned himself to this life. I, I think you would have had to have glossed over that if you only had totally agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally agree, man. That if in that situation, it would have been a first act that was intercut with all the other storylines happening and you wouldn't have got that through line of just following them through all that and just understanding through that whole hour just how shitty and fucking like desolate and isolated mm-hmm. his life is. If you would have had to put it in the first act of a movie, because that would have had to been resolved shortly right. before the end of the first act. That would have been 20, right. 20 minutes. Yeah. So, Les, what about the show would you have been willing to lose to make it into a movie? Hmm. Well, I don't think there'd be anything to really lose because they'd have to expand so much more if it was supposed to be a trilogy. Am I right? Yeah, but the only this whole series, the whole season was supposed to be the first movie of the trilogy. Man, uh, there's absolutely nothing. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think there's anything that could, in my mind, in my mind, I don't think that they could have. If this was the first movie, I would have been totally satisfied. Well, what I'm saying well, yeah. is, no, 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 no. But, but, but yeah. if you were going to make a movie out of all the content that was within this, uh, the season and you had to make cuts in order to make it work as a film, there has to be some parts that go, like for me, for example, I would say the Princess Leia stuff could go in that situation because you could still tell the same story, 
You mean like the early, like her just running around the forest and all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff or? Well, just, I mean, her as the character, if if you had Hmm. to make the hard decision of how to still tell that story, but lose certain elements, I think Leia is one of the things that could go. uh, I guess I would take where the Inquisitors show up to uh, to Tatooine Tatooine and start kicking up dust. I'd have to take that out because you could easily just say Reva knows how to get to Obi-Wan by kidnapping Leia. So they didn't. They wouldn't have had to go there to chase out or flush out Jedi, and just show like they, they, we, it, it should be implied that they're hunting Jedi. We already know they're hunting mm-hmm. them. They're all over the galaxy looking for them. They probably don't need to go to a bar and do this whole thing and have you know ch- chuck a, a, a light a shoot at something to force a force user out. Uh, yeah, none of that stuff. I think in that regard, possibly that would be it. But. I get it. We wouldn't get to see Ajax Citizen, so maybe not. I, I just got to make sure. That <laughs> That's we... just what I was going to ask you, is to be honest and admit the reason you're picking that is to stick it to steel. Yeah. And that's fine if that's what you're doing. I Again, am not doing that. that that's is not what the I'm reason. hearing. Is that what everybody else is hearing? <laughs> that is not yeah, what I'm saying like what I'm hearing. at all. I'm surprised, honesty, but that's I mean, what I'm hearing too, yeah. Cheers, yeah. Steel. You're the best. But in all honesty, that would be my thing. We don't really need that because it's it's okay. I get it. There's there's issues with the with the continuity, I guess, where you know this amazing bonding between Obi Wan and Leia, and this structure has been built in this series, but it doesn't seem like it's there in A New Hope. I would go as far as arguing that the bonding that they had could have been done in the same way with all the uh, refugee, like uh, Jedi and uh, rebels, like sympathize. Yeah, rebel sympathizers. Right. You could have that same effect on Obi-Wan through those people. So that's why I think she's not necessarily I, needed. I, that is a fan service decision. Well, that could have I been just like that more. Movie. I like the Leia stuff more than the oh yeah the, uh, yeah but, showing but up that's and roughing up the locals kind of thing. That 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 just had a little bit too much of a. Uh, it just yeah. If anything, that would be what I would lose. It's like okay, we don't really need to do that. We don't need to hang mm-hmm. out and you know have a standoff between Reva and in uh, Uncle Owen. Like, I mean, that was cool for him to show him stand up, but we got, I think we got the real deal when we saw Baru and him make a stand at the homestead. So Ooh. I'll take that. Well, let me th- throw this out there, Randy, <laughs> is because I totally understand what you're saying, but I think what right. the Leia thing really did, I mean, yes, there was a lot of fan service in it, but it also gave a genuine impetus for Obi-Wan to leave Tatooine. And it without that, you know, he starts out by saying, telling the one Jedi that ultimately ends up getting hung up by the rafters, by the Inquisitors in town. But he tells him, we've, we lost, we're done, right? You need yeah. to run. And so like hearing about the path, for example, mm-hmm. wouldn't have been enough for him to leave the planet. Well, I bet, I mean, you have a situation where Bell Organa could have argued the case that, if you are protecting this kid, these Inquisitors will come back and they will find you. Eventually, you will put this kid in danger. There's a story you can write there where you can have him in order to protect Luke. He has to leave this place to do something that he swore he would never do. No, that's true. And when I say fan service, I'm not do- using it disparagingly. I'm, I'm saying that that is the thing that it feels like looking at 
the way the season was set up, this was the thing that was added on top to pad a story that was originally intended for a movie. Not to say it wasn't entertaining. I enjoyed the hell out of it. That's a good eye, man. That's a good eye. Boo, what say you on this whole thing? Yeah, no, uh, I, I, I would prefer it as a movie. Or not, not as a movie as a show because you get you know you get more character development. I think there are different ways to show that Obi Wan was away from had you know given up the Force essentially and was just away from everything. You didn't have to show him having a shitty job or or making you know the the interaction with the with the other Jedi. Um, I think the last stuff has to stay. Um, maybe speed it up a little bit. Maybe she she exists, but you don't have to show her running in the forest. You know, a few things could be cut. Um, I I think it could be able. I think you could turn it into like a two and a half hour movie and still have the the same the same effect. You know, he you could show him just being not desperate, but just sad, where he's just lost everything. But the only thing he does have is watching Luke, and you know, you you could just show that where he's it's almost well. It'd be a little tough if that was the only thing he did because he would look very creepy. It already is creepy, but he would look <laughs> even more so. Whereas that's the only thing he's doing. Um, but yeah, I, I I think you could. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, he, has, he has his own like high high point to watch from. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I I I think yeah. Oh, good one. I think you could condense it down to like two and a half hours and still have you know. You know, you could also cut out Riva doing parkour. You know, in the, in the, uh, in the, in the thing, yeah. and you know, sh- shorten some of those scenes. I forgot what planet that was, but shorten some of those scenes. That. We don't even need that storyline. Actually, we need him to go off planet, but it doesn't need to be 40, 40 minutes of them running around the, the city. Oh no, no, but I, I, I still think that she needs to be kidnapped. Bale still needs yeah. to talk to him. Yeah, but it, it could be more of like a straightforward where he's, you know, kicking ass real fast, beats the shit out of Flea and his gang, and you know, gets off the planet. You, you could even speed up the him figuring out that Anakin's still alive, that that whole thing. So I, I think it could be squeezed down into two and a half hours. But I, a trilogy, I don't see. That's the issue is that if we run into Darth Vader in the first movie, what are you, you going to do with the other two? You can't. So, okay, so uh, then, in my opinion, Darth Vader would be the climax. It would be the okay. third. If, if 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 I agree, and that's what it should be, who's the big bad for the second one or, yeah, you or for the come first up, one? You got to come up with the storyline. So that while we're talking about that, the yeah. the screenwriter Beatty he said that in the second movie it was going to be about uh, Obi Wan dealing with the fact that he was going to have to die, that he's going to have to sacrifice himself and ultimately face his mortality. And so, you know, the big bad it could, uh, honestly could be himself at that point, his own mm. his own mind, if you want to make it more cerebral. But um, we got some other stuff to talk about, man. So we'll jump off this. But it, it's definitely interesting. And one of the things this guy ends up saying is that he hopes he says if he has it, I'll just read the quote. If I, quote, have anything to do with the second season of Obi-Wan, uh, he'll repitch the idea for the mortality themed thing. Um, but, but we'll see. Do you mind so if I throw this in right here? This is a perfect time to add this in. Sure. Um, there's a, uh, YouTube channel called, uh, let me get the exact name here just so I don't butcher it. Um, it's, uh, oral knots, oral knots, 
R-O-A-U-R-L. Yeah, exactly. Um, you remember they did the, uh, these are the same people I believe that did the, uh, the Mandalorian like throwback trailer. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was like, like mm-hmm. so they have a trailer for Kenobi and I, I just like really like found out about these guys and I, re- I wanted to share it cause I, I think it's pretty freaking cool. So how did you end up here anyways? Oh, that's a long story, Duke. Tell me, I want to know. Well, every story has a beginning. We were the original rebels. It's true. You wouldn't know it from looking at me, but I used to be a party god. I'm talking (laughs) absolute chad. On the streets, in the clubs, people tried to step to me all the time to test my dance skills, and they fell one and all. If I was around... Your relationship was in grave danger. (laughs) I rocked the most lethal bass in my whip. My crew lived the good life, but it wasn't enough. Oh, it's never enough. It became all about chasing the next high. As it always goes with these stories, it all spun out of control and fell apart. And I did things I'm not proud of. So I ran away to do some soul searching. No matter how much I isolated myself, the party life was always close behind, tempting me. There's always a new club opening up somewhere. New haters chasing clout. I started going out again. My reputation was all I had left. Your father didn't approve, mainly because I listed him as an AA sponsor, and he was worried about his good name, like the big nerd he is. I forged new rivalries, and reignited old ones. I was king of the night. There was this one guy who really had it out for me. I called him Pumpkinhead. That wasn't his real name, of course, but you should have seen his head was the roundest thing I've ever laid eyes on. His people were known for their long, cone-like heads, and I think he was a little embarrassed about it. He was just so completely whack, and it was my duty to put him in his place. He had a little machine that did his dance fighting for him. Right, I get it. He sucked. What happened next? You aren't ready for what happened next. In fact... I humbly request that you physically hold on to your seat, because what I'm about to tell you is likely to blow you into a galaxy far, far away. I want to know. All right, then. You ask for it. What happened next was... Oh, my God. That was really good. That was really good. They the the uh, prequel, they do they do the whole trilogy. Uh, the fucking the prequels are fucking money, dude. Oh, dude! Awesome. Like I the, encourage you to watch it. They are fucking great. The the thing doing things I wasn't proud of, yeah. where it looks like he's selling a baby. Yeah, and the the party thing where he's wiping his mouth like he just got done doing a huge line. Oh yeah, that was, that was when wild. he hands in the actual episode when he hands him the baby. He's all I can do cash or credit. 
Oh, oh. <laughs> just bought this baby straight cash. Yeah, like uh. basically the Jedi are just like dirt bag, like fucking clubbers. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> fucking great, that, dude. That was good. That was really good. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, now that makes the rest of anything I could possibly say <laughs> totally stuck. Right. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Well, did you guys, before you start, Eric, did the did this show, going back to Obi-Wan real quick, did this show make you feel like New Hope was a little bit more rounded off, meaning it like filled in the gaps. The, the, the one thing that I keep thinking about, and I saw this on Twitter somewhere, and I can't get the exact picture, but was when Obi-Wan sacrifices himself and he looks at Luke and Leia, and he, here's the right before what I'm talking about. He looks at both of them and smiles. And that smile now, to me, means so much more because mm-hmm. of this show. And how, how cool is that? Like, how many shows can say they've done something like that? You know what I mean? The only bad thing about that is then Leia having to console Luke after afterwards, considering yeah. her entire planet got blown up plus uh, Obi-Wan. Well, that, that, there is that. There that is makes that. a little bit yes. of a bummer. Maybe she's just a hard ass. She's like, look, yeah. I got crap. I got to get done. And then that's then true. I'll like, then I'll, then I, yeah, then I'll like, going to hug no Wookiees. ain't going to yeah, cry about true. this At least thing. she's consistent. Yeah. 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 But that scene was that the scene now when I think of it and he, how he looks and he just looks like he's job complete. Like, well, yeah. you know, there's a lot of things like that where and still this was hotly contested and he told me i was crazy but you can take anything that we assumed right from when we saw a new hope when we were younger but you can reframe it without having to really stretch it to make it match what with like with the prequels when the whole thing was i don't seem to recall ever owning a droid yeah and he he looks at r2 and that look could easily be interpreted as, as you little blue dick. We <laughs> talked about this and you weren't supposed to tell him anything. You yeah. know, you know, you could definitely take that from the look that he has on his face. Should you so choose to? Yeah. It's all perception, I guess. But, uh, okay. Now listen, <laughs> let's talk about Taika YTT real quick. Yeah. Uh, so th- this article is originally, uh, in slash film. And it was talking about how he was, uh, let's see, where to go, um, that he would be coming back to direct episodes of The Mandalorian Season 3. But since that was originally put up, the article has been changed, and now it says he'll star in episodes of The Mandalorian Season 3. And it no longer says that he'll direct episodes. And that's just in this article. I'm not, I'm not telling you that those decisions were made. I'm just telling you what this, this article said. So now it's like, who knows? But I, I mean, is IG 11 going to come back or I wonder if the IG droids are all like, if there's IG 11, 22, 33, 44, et cetera, and they all sound the same. So maybe it'll be IG 22. Oh, Good point. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, so, and then the other, the other thing is, is uh, this was talking with uh, the rap. He said that the, uh, the star Wars movie that he's doing will definitely 
not start shooting this year. And I would say that really points to we're not getting this movie in 2023. But because he talks again about how he's still trying to figure out what the story is. (laughs) Yeah. He's a little, yeah, that's uh, a little premature. Yeah. He talks about um, that. He'll be in New Zealand from August until the end of the year. And with a couple of other projects and that during that time, I will still be writing. I'm still trying to figure out what the story is. So having said all that, I would be very surprised. Should we get this in 2023? The only, the only thing is, is that, you know, with the, the timeline that we've seen, the next star Wars movie would be in 2025. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. So that, that would, I mean, will it be a bummer though to wait that long for a Star Wars movie in the theater yeah. when we're getting yeah. hot, f- hot, hot fire the way we have been on Disney Plus? God I damn, Jojo I, Rabbit 2. It's fucking everything <laughs> up. Well, I mean, he's probably, he's finishing up post production on fucking Thor and he has to do a press mm-hmm. junket. Yeah. And then, like, like you, it's not something you really want them to streamline and just like right. rush through. Especially this one, when it has nothing to do with the Skywalker lineage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he's, take your time, bro. Take your time. He's obviously a very intelligent guy, and he's seen what happened to all the other productions. And he, I, I don't think he's the kind of director who would want to be part of a like a money job. He doesn't pick his his uh, directing roles based on money. I, I don't get that vibe, anyways. Well, Kathleen right. Kennedy and I think said he's doing it pro bono. This one. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, okay. it's really it's okay. nice of him. Yeah. It, what's funny is he actually meant for Bono and it was mistranslated. So it was for Bono. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, new glasses for Bono. Yeah. So but, just uh, just donate some glasses. Yeah. That's, uh, that's all, that's all we ask. And I think one of the reasons that he's so successful is because he doesn't pick projects for the money. He picks projects for their, the art and he does a killer job with them putting his spin mm-hmm. on them. I think really makes a difference. Uh, I don't want star Wars to be the only thing that we get to talk about in the show. So I'll jump along. Uh, we had a book come out shadows of the Sith and you yeah. know, King Tom has definitely read that <laughs> and, uh, and written to the author to tell them yeah. their thoughts. So King Tom, tell us, tell us. Uh, Shadows of the Sith is a book that takes place about 16 years after Return of the Jedi. Um, So it's, you know, we're finally getting some content in that after Jedi, before the Force Awakens um, time period. It tells the story of Luke and Lando teaming up to chase down Ochi of Bestoon as he chases Rey's parents. Um, And we get, there's all, it's, it's a big book. It's 500 something pages, I think. Um, or at least that's what it was on my reader. I read on my phone. Um, but it really it does a great job of, you know where all these characters are going to end up. But I was still thinking that, oh, there's a chance that, you know, they might save this family. And, you know, Luke might meet up with Ray. That wasn't going to happen. But you feel like that's possible. Luke is also dealing with the um, Sith adjacent menace. That's uh, it's. it's kind of from some other books which which is cool to see that character grow in into a meaty role here there Ooh, are a lot of call- cool. yeah there are a lot of it, 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 was there a roast beef 
fr- franchise that was had the same first name as this that was at least in the Midwest during the eighties. By any chance? Would the- oh no, the, no, there was not. <laughs> that that would have been cool though. Uh, that character. I assume we're talking about Rax, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. Um, I think I went to the last Rax in Ohio about fifteen years ago. Um, but uh, yeah, no, not the not guys, yeah. that's for sure. Uh, same book series though okay the characters from the same book series but it it, it just does a great job there are references to all different other types of star wars media um and it it does a very good job of making certain parts of the sequel trilogy namely ray's family what happened to ray why she's on jakku alone um it does a great job making that make sense. And it even gave a little bit of story to Ochi and the dagger. Okay. So you read the book, Araj, you're listening to the audio book. No, no, no. I'm listening, oh, I'm you, listening to, I'm listening oh, you're to Brotherhood. Listening to Brotherhood. I Brotherhood. want to know what Ochi's voice sounds like. Yeah, yeah I, I do yeah. too. I do too. Well, I'll listen to this next. I'll listen to this yeah. one next. So I'll let you know. All right. All right. Uh, that's all I got, man. Well, uh, let me read this email real quick from chat. Uh, it's about Obi-Wan, and um, he's, he's pretty excited, so it's pretty cool. Obi-Wan finale might be one of the greatest Star Wars things ever. Obi-Wan is the badass Jedi, is the baddest, baddest ass Jedi ever. My favorite, most emotional, th- emotional thing was Obi-Wan and Anakin in Return, Revenge of the Sith. This t- took that to another level of brutality and emotions. When Obi-Wan broke Anakin's mask and the voice was switching between James Earl Jones and Hayden, it was eerie and heartbreaking. The series overall was good, but not great. Oh, okay. Your your email took a turn there, Chad. But the last episode was iconic. Chad, I uh, I agree, man. I thoroughly enjoyed this thing. Um, I thought it was comparatively to everything that we've gotten from Disney Plus and Star Wars. I put it right up there with Mando. I got no problems with this. This, this excited the shit out of me every single week. Um, I loved it. So thank you, Chad. I just want to read that because uh, a lot of it's in all caps, and I respect that, Chad. And thank you for listening, my man. Yeah, so uh, that's the cool thing about that show is it does a lot of the uh, like the most like fun stuff in a Star Wars movie for me, anyways, is like the, the talks that happen in the middle of a battle. Yeah, like all the stuff, the underlining like melodrama that happens yes. between mm-hmm. like the fancy. I like that shit, and this I do too. Fucking caked in that. Oh, yeah, it was so good. It was so good. It's funny, though, because, man, I used to be a scrapper. And uh, it's hard to keep enough breath in you to (laughs) talk when you're punching each other and you're, like, stopping. And you're trying to drag it out so you can, like, get your second way to catch your breath. But it's like, there's a a lot of that. But obviously, these guys are superhuman. Yeah, he threw a lot of boulders at Vader. I was expecting him to be maybe a little mm-hmm. winded. That was pretty rock and roll. His cardio is on point, though. There's yeah. a lot of, a lot of CrossFit, and you know, Tatooine's brutal, man. Boo! Speaking of brutal, can you give us uh, some boo bits, buddy? Oh yeah, yeah. Not too many bits. Not too many bits. But um... wait, wait, hold on. You think it's yeah? I was going to say one. It's bits, I tell you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's bits, it's bits. Come on, boo. You fall for that Thank every you. time. Yeah, you're welcome, Keith Tom. Hey, d- don't make me put together a nah boo. 
Oh no, I I'll, want that for. I'll Patreon. put it together. No, the, that's specifically King Tom. I'll do it. I, I won't be here next week, Arush. Uh, I'll do it right it now. Him that long to do it? Yeah, exactly. He. Can I'll do it. Do right it. I'll, I'll put a, put a shitty one together right now. Yeah. <laughs> They're all shitty. No <laughs> shit. But the quicker no it is, shit. the shittier it is. Uh, go ahead, Bill. Uh, Sorry, Bill. I just had to do no, that. You're too. good. <laughs> you're good. Um, I don't really have a segue. I don't, I don't know. I, I ain't got shit. So something that's interesting. Uh, Kevin Feige confirms that Marvel Studios is returning to San Diego Comic-Con this July. Um, oh, well, yeah, 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 that's right. He hasn't really said or anybody has really said what they're going to talk about, what they're going to show or anything like that. So, well, the I fans that's have pretty said, cool. everybody's talking about Fantastic Four and Wolverine all of a sudden. Everybody's like, can't wait. I saw that all over Twitter. I was like, I don't think they mentioned either of they those two. <laughs> yeah. They always talk about it. They always talk about the Fantastic Four. Okay, Wolverine. let's get Wolverine and Fantastic Four. Sure. Way to set yourself yeah. up for disappointment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so good, good. I'm glad they're coming back. That'll be interesting. Um, I'm looking forward to D23 in September, I think. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, September. On the floor. Cool. Yeah, so so that'd be cool. Get some uh, get some information there too. So yeah, so I, I think it's pretty awesome they're coming back to Comic Con. I can't remember the last time they were there, so so that should be pretty cool. Uh, something else about Kevin Feige. So um, I wouldn't recommend listening to it, but uh, Kevin Feige or no no no, I don't think Kevin Feige was on Howard Stern, but Howard Stern was talking about Kevin Feige. Mm. It was okay. a hot mic moment when they were on Ooh. commercial. Oh, what happened? He, so, so this is on Howard Stern's show on Sirius, I think, or huh? whatever, Sirius. whatever platforms he's on. Um, it's it's shitty audio because you have like the ads going on, so you can't really make out much. But somebody's put down what what he actually says. Uh, he says, "Tell Kevin Feige it works, but they're going over the schedule with me, and it's going to suck. I'm going to do Doctor Doom." I called Robert Downey Jr. and I was asking him acting techniques. Wow. Well, I want to ask you guys about that. Hold on, though. Is he going to do Dr. Doom or is he going to be Dr. Doom? I I think I think he's going to he's going to be in Dr. Doom. I don't think he's going to be Dr. Doom. I fucking hope not. No, no, no. But yeah. So, yeah. So that that was interesting. Um I, I could see it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if 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 they had like a who who was it? Uh, like a disc jockey kind of thing. Yeah, like a disc jockey, like in Ghostbusters when they had um, Casey Kasem talking, and then you had uh, Casey Kasem. Yeah, and then and then uh, the guy who had the show on CNN, what's his name? Oh, Larry King. Larry King. Larry King, where he comes on. Yeah. You, where is Elvis? And have you seen him lately? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I it, I think it could be something like that. Something interesting, maybe like a. Not a replacement for Stan Lee, but maybe they pop in, you know, characters to be like, well, look at this going on over here. You know, this guy in uh, Latveria. What is he doing? That yeah, kind of thing. That's interesting. Okay. So, yeah, take that for, for what you will. Um, what it means for Howard Stern, what it means for Dr. Doom. Maybe that'll be talked about at uh, Comic-Con. Yeah, maybe he'll pop out. You know, one thing, one thing with Howard Stern, man, I used to be a big fan and I got, he wore me out and like with his not even thinly veiled racism and all that. But, uh, 
Oh, dude, he's super racist, or at least always was. Well, he, but it was always, yeah. always very much that I have a black friend, so it's okay. Right, and she's on right. this show too. But yeah. one of the things he went on and on about is his acting prowess. And at first, I thought he was joking, but his the the way he appears to be, I realize he's playing a character on a show to at least some extent. But but the way he appears to be narcissistic, he talked about like seriously how great his acting performance was was in private parts. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're playing yourself. Mm-hmm. I got to be, I got to tell you, I'm no actor, but if I was going to play any character, the best one I could do is playing myself. I think that'd be the easiest one. And he, he was so up his own ass about it that it was, it was a turnoff because he did do right. a good job in the movie. He did do a good job. No, he did yeah. a fantastic Sur- job. In the surprisingly movie. good job. Yeah. But, but it's like anybody who pats himself on the back so much, um, it starts to make the thing not about the thing anymore. It was right. no Mariah Carey and glitter, but it was oh, close. Wow. Yeah. It was no Britney Spears and Crossroads. No, that's right, Fuck. Britney. Oh, Britney. There's another one. I'm sorry about the. Uh, it was Mar- no Jessica Mariah. Alba and Honey. Thank you. That's the one I was looking well, for. Well, let's not talk about Jessica Alba, okay? Because she liked my tail shirt. I don't Just because like she touched her. your shirt. Yes, right. Hey, Mariah Carey would touch me. I'd like. It was to- no Ben Affleck and Julie. She, she dragged. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Ben Affleck. It was a powerhouse. And it was no Paul Rubens and Big Top Pee Wee. Hey, uh, Paul, hey. You need to calm down, dude. Hey, hey. You can't Paul be doing Rubens. that here, man. Come on. Paul Rubens was Listen, Pee Wee's Big Adventure was so good that Big Top yes. Pee Wee was a little bit. Oh, more. I was thinking Big Adventure. My bad. No, no, Big Take Adventure. Are you kidding? That's probably like, that's one of like, the best movies ever made. That's when like Tim Burton was a director. It was yes. awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, Boo's what are we talking about? I'm sorry. I better be. I'm sorry, Doctor Doom. Bits it better be bits. Yeah, bits. Yeah. Uh, my final bit is uh, they're going to make a Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel. Huh? Yeah. So this would be number four, right? Five, I think. Right. Four. Be number five. Think, w- whatever. Four or five to be the fifth one. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Uh, this is uh, Park Eight. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Jason Reitman's going to direct it. Uh, they also have a an announcement of when it's coming out. December twentieth, twenty twenty three. Oh, right. Yeah. When the Tuckers franchise is going to return to New York City and the firehouse setting. So it looks like. Oh, very. Looks good. like Ghostbusters are back in New York, which is going to be pretty cool to see. Awesome, man. Yeah. Well, there you still go. haven't seen this one yet, the Afterlife one. Oh, you haven't? It was touching. Mm. It was great. It's no. good. I, I, I've heard it's good. Yeah. I just no, haven't I, seen it. So I think that'd be number four in that universe, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, 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 right, right. Female yeah. one. The, the, the one with the girls, man, was actually a really good movie. I, yeah. I think that got yeah. unfairly That gets shit on like crazy, man. It's, it's very funny. Yeah. Hemsworth is really good in it. Yeah, oh, God. Yeah. That's right. He is in there. I forgot about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it okay yeah, if plays... I bring my cat to work? Yeah. Right. <laughs> He's awesome. No, that's my dog. His name is my cat. Yeah, my cat. <sighs> you can tell by the quality of the film, but just by that line. <laughs> that's all I got. That's Guys, it. Let's, let's finish this off with a... I thought we saw this already as a trailer trash, but I don't think we have. So um, this movie is called See Me Dance. And 
it was pretty phenomenal. I haven't seen the movie. The trailer is just phenomenal. So I think um, for the listeners, you got to check it out on YouTube. For the patrons, you're welcome. Here we go. A gentle art. Very pretty girl dancing. Yeah. I just wanted to dance and hang out, Dad. <laughs> and now all of this. Unfortunately, she's in the advanced stages and treatment's not going to help. I'm That's sorry. She sprained her ankle. Daddy, I'm so scared. Can't do this. I can't do this. Dad, you looked at me. Oh, oh God. Uh oh. From a sealed worship, but it's as God has chosen you. And if that's the truth, man, this is gonna tick off the devil. <laughs> <laughs> it's him. Oh, whoa! Ready? Okay. <laughs> It's a random truck crash. Yes, I do. You do what? What is he doing? What is happening now? Remember, right. <laughs> 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 this is like an Evanescence song. Yeah, to <laughs> well, she's still dancing. Whoa! <laughs> Some big budget contacts right there. <laughs> you see yeah. those? Michael Jackson had this thriller. <laughs> see me dance. Oh, and spelled. It's the letter C. What? What was she whispering? All you have to do know. is stop. I don't know. All you have to do is stop. All you have to do is stop and I'll leave you alone. The beginning of that made me feel a little creepy, like we were watching Pornhub or something. That's yeah, that's what I thought. Porn I was inappropriate. Not that yeah. I've seen yeah. anything on Pornhub. I'm just saying. No, I just have. Gave me those vibes. You're right. Have you? Okay, Randy. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, very hubbish. And then it turned into. I thought it was going to be like a religious <laughs> movie. And then it wasn't a religious movie. It went to straight like <laughs> I'm the devil. And it's not a religious movie because tongues. it's a battle between a goblin yeah, dancer like, and the devil. I thought it was going to be something totally different. Mm-hmm. That's so are they going to take off the, take off the devil? Say, uh, are they going to dance in the pale yeah. moonlight? That line oh. was raw. Uh, I can't really figure out what, <laughs> what they're trying to do with this. If At first, I thought they were doing like a stigmata thing. I don't yeah, I did too. Yeah. yeah, I did too. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I just wonder when I would watch that. Is 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 there going to be like a dance off watch the devil? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea for the Patreon. Is one of the trailer trashes we have to watch the whole thing and no. do a reaction to it. Oh, oh dude, we oh. could make a whole fucking series of just watching garbage oh. movies. Oh, that would oh. be great. The whole you thing with watch the whole thing. Well, no, I mean, I'm just saying. Oh, I mean, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Can we just react to it? Because we've watched some. Horror like, who's watched Showgirls? I have. I have. I have. I've seen Showgirls. All right. Well, everyone's yeah. already seen it, so it's yeah. not as fun. <laughs> Yeah, mm. but I mean, like movies like that, we could easily do that, and that would be a mm-hmm. good time. That would be. Well, there you go. See me dance. Is that what it's called? But the letter C. Why mm-hmm. do you, Why do you think? Why does anyone know why? It's letter C. Yeah, because see me dance is probably taken already. Um, 
You know what? I'm looking at it right now. I can't, I can't determine why. Uh, so pragmatic. So basically what it amounts to, she and her father successfully pray for a miracle cure and the devil decides that acquiring her soul is priority mm-hmm. number one. And um, it doesn't appear to be streaming anywhere. That's disappointing. Mm-hmm. What? That is disappointing. Come uh, on, Netflix. No, no wonder Netflix is dying. I'll check out the Dollar Tree and see if it's one of those DVD bins. It's probably in there. Oh, my see. God. We're on this. This is getting serious. That, yeah. Oh, boy. That see is, me dance, guys. Oh, boy. <laughs> Listeners, check it out. Check out the trailer on YouTube. It is as bad as, bad as it sounded. Oh, my God. What happened? <laughs> IMDb one star. Oh, we one gotta star. watch it. Yeah, wow, one That's rough star. To get. That uh, rough to get. Let's see if I can get any information on why it's the letter C. Uh, I wonder if Christina DeMarco—that's the girl who played mm-hmm. Sherry, um, the main character. Everybody she's knows I got a thing she, for long necks, and she's she's got one. Um, let's see. Uh, Cameron Owen. Wait a minute. I just I just looked up see me dance, but you know, like I I see. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. there's a music video. There's a music video for a song by, from Uma Uma Compton that she has a song called See Me Dance. And then you scroll down and it says, What does the C in See Me Dance stand for? And it says it's a stealth mm-hmm. pun. The C stands for Christ. Oh. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. okay. There it is. Boo. Man, that's the most research you've ever done on the show. <laughs> you're you're damn right. <laughs> Crack team. Crack that's team. Am- is on that's it. amazing, wow. dude. Well done, boo. Yeah, Thank you, buddy. Dude. Worked hard on that. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah was... that's, a, that's harder uh, than you were on a boo for sure. Okay, listen. Absolutely. <laughs> we can use that sweet, sweet Patreon money. Are you looking <laughs> on Amazon right now? DVD. <laughs> what? It's on Amazon. I was is it? looking at the same thing. Yeah, uh, yeah no, for thirty five no. ninety five. Same price. Oh. Now listen, that's market value, bros. Listen, there's only one left in stock. Order soon. It should oh, be let me, let me throw this at you guys. Are you guys comfortable owning a used copy? Yes. Because <laughs> I, 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 I know a connection <laughs> where you can get it for thirteen sixty two. Oh my wow. gosh! Make it twelve, oh, yeah. and we got a deal. I oh, hey, I was wrong. To, what it about eBay? Anybody got on eBay? It was rated 1.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Oh, that's not bad. Listen, not 17 bad. ratings on Amazon, and uh, it was 4.4 out of 5 stars. So Wow, those are the 17 people that were in it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and their mothers. <laughs> How dare you. <laughs> well, guys, I think that wraps up this episode Man, that was a way to end it right there. See me dance. What a lump of garbage. Check it out. (laughs) Oh, guys. Thank you guys again for tuning in. And uh, we really, really appreciate it and appreciate your support. And um, I'll go down the line here. King Tom Chancy, king of all cameras. Where can people find you? You can find me doing Patreon shows for the Bad Motivators, Steel Wars, and Blue Harvest. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Tom Chansky, where you can see me Twitter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think you, I think you've left out. Uh, oh, that was a good one, buddy. I think you left out one of your Patreons, bro. 
Oh yeah, uh, Randy and I have a, a fun Weezer show on the Sith List Patreon. There it is. We cracked it. We did it. We made it on King Tom Chansky's mm-hmm. Patreon list. Fantastic. Yes. Les Gonzalez. What's up, dude? Where can people find you? What's up, man? You find me on Twitter at lessonmore 78 You can also find me on this podcast and also on our YouTube channel doing reactions to all kinds of geek stuff. Yeah. And Boo, where can people find you doing somersaults with your laptop? Yeah, yeah you can find my camera doing flips uh, on Twitter at the Sith List Boo. And Randy, king of all rands, where <laughs> can people find you? Um, you can find me on YouTube doing uh, Sith List reactions and on this fine podcast as well as our Patreon content. Yeah, yeah. And last but not least, Eric, where can people find you? Check out my other podcast, The Bad Motivators, and uh, which is sort of mostly Star Wars, and I guess. And, uh, you know, check out my Patreon show right here on the Sith List Patreon, where you can ask me questions. And if you don't, advice columns will. And it's hilarious. And uh, follow me on Twitter at Eric Strathers. There you go. And you can find, follow me at the Sith List on all platforms. And we will catch you next week on episode number 309, right here on the Sith List. Destiny.